This week on the Scarecast. I'm pretty annoyed at this point. I've said no twice now. I'm not going to stop asking. There was a woman, her husband, and their two children. All four were looking at me intensely. Okay, bitch, get in the trunk. Your mom's pissed. And lady, you need to mind your business with a parent and a child. I asked her if she could stop whistling so much. And she told me she wasn't whistling. I work at a gas station on a main route. We see a lot of travelers passing through, and only one person works each shift. It's a 24-hour store, and we're short-staffed, so I agree to an overnight. I'm female, and I work in a state that's always had self-serve gas stations. So, this guy comes in. I asked him if he needed any help, and... He says no. He's getting gas at the pump, but needs to use the bathroom. I go back to work on whatever invoices we got yesterday. The guy uses the bathroom and then goes back outside. About five to seven minutes later, he comes back inside and tells me that he's confused about the pump. He directly says, You might have to come outside to help me. Customers don't often say this. They usually just complain that it's not working. So I'm already feeling weird about this guy. I shake it off because he looks like a nerd and I don't really feel afraid of him. I look at the register to see what error it came up with for his pump. And there's no errors. The register doesn't even say it was in use. Even if someone tries to pay and nothing is wrong with their payment, it will at least say payment loyalty timed out. But literally, it had no sign of him trying to use it before asking me for help. I ask him if he wants to just pay inside. He agrees to, gets his wallet out of his car, and then pays $10. I give him his receipt, and he says, Can you help me out? I don't understand the machine. And I say, We aren't really allowed to leave the store during overnight shifts, as it's just me here and it's not safe to go outside. I don't know why I told him I was alone, but he wasn't seemingly threatening. He proceeds to say, I don't understand what it's asking me. I need help. I'm not scary. I tell him again 
that I can't go outside because it's a store policy for the overnight shift. And I respond to him saying, It's not that you're scary, I just can't go outside. I would have to tell a little old lady asking for help at this hour the same thing. Which is true. We can't even take out the trash during overnights. He starts to walk away from the register. But then again, stops at the door and asks me one more time to come outside and help him. I'm pretty annoyed at this point. I've said no twice now. I'm not going to stop asking. I finally say in a super annoyed tone, Okay, all you need to do is number one, pick up the nozzle. Number two, select the fuel grade button. Number three, put it into your tank and squeeze the handle. I'm not going outside. Then he finally goes back to the car and the register tells me that he had no trouble pumping gas. This kind of thing wouldn't make me suspicious usually, but the fact that he originally opted for me to go outside instead of bringing money inside at 3am is weird. Along with how he didn't bother to use the pump before he came inside to ask for help, claiming it wasn't working, and him not taking my first no for an answer. So, potential gas station abductor, let's not meet again. This was years ago, but I still tell this story to my friends anytime I get the chance. I was the bad person in someone's let's not meet. When I was in high school, I entered a relationship with a very close friend named Ivory. After Ivory and I broke up, we stayed good friends. When her birthday came around, she asked me to come to the birthday party she was having. The first leg of the evening was at a restaurant I've never been to a few towns over. Afterward, we would all return to a mutual friend's house for beverages and relaxation. One of Ivory's friends had volunteered to drive us all to the restaurant, but I'd heard plenty of stories about her terrible driving, and as a result, I opted to chauffeur myself in my luxurious minivan. Yes, I drove a minivan in high school. Ivory's friend told me 7 p.m. So at 7 p.m., my black ass rolled into the parking lot. I called Ivory to let her know I had arrived, but they were just leaving. I overheard Ivory telling her friend, If you tell him 7, he's there at 7. This all meant that I had about half an hour of boredom before I'd have company. Being the introvert I am, I decided not to go inside and wait like a normal person. Instead, I decided to listen to whatever angsty music I was into at the time. Probably Heartbeat by Childish Gambino. Moreover, I also didn't park right near the restaurant. The restaurant was located in a plaza, a strip with several other stores along either side. For some reason, I thought it'd be weird for people to just see me sitting there like some waiting weirdo. Instead, I parked at the far end of the plaza by a supermarket. I could still see the restaurant 
and there were fewer cars on that side of the parking lot. Five minutes goes by. I'm rapidly switching through songs. Ten minutes goes by, and I'm bored like a piece of pine in a woodshop class. Out of the abyssal silence of boredom, I felt the hum of a text come through. Ivory had texted me. Thank God, a brief reprieve from this boredom. As I'm composing a response, I get this weird feeling. You know that feeling like someone is watching you and you can almost hear their eyes? I felt something unnerving. So I looked up from the glow of my phone into the darkness before me. What I saw was a family of four. There was a woman, her husband, and their two children. All four were looking at me intensely. The woman was standing in front of her two children with their hands outstretched as though to shield them from danger. The look in her eyes was of sheer horror, like a waiter had asked her, is Pepsi okay? I've never seen such utter panic so visible on someone's face, and I once had to physically intervene to prevent an armed assailant from attacking someone. The woman slowly creeped forward, family inching behind her. She began moving toward the driver's side, closer to me with each step, and with each step, her terror rising. At this point, I'm beginning to panic because I have no clue as to why this woman and her family are snarling at me so aggressively. Without warning, the husband says something I cannot hear through the glass. He extends his arm and points to my left. His wife, children, and I all simultaneously follow his hand. He was pointing five spots to the left of my car, where an almost identical car like mine sat. The mother threw her head back in a single burst of laughter as she unlocked her car. I can already see it. This family left the grocery store to find a black teenager dressed in all black sitting in their car. He then proceeded to maintain eye contact for what felt like an eternity. My perplexed expression likely appeared as a more sinister one, especially in the crepuscular light. I'm just glad they realized where their car was before anyone got hurt or police got called. So, family who thought I was in their car at night, I promise we can totally meet. I'm actually a really nice guy who doesn't steal cars. I am a 22-year-old female and I worked at a mall when I was a young adult. Oftentimes it would be dark by the time I got to the bus stop, and there were lots of druggies and creeps around as well. They did bother me some, but mostly stayed away for the most part. However, one night, I was walking extra late because of a never-leaving customer, and I saw a truck and a guy talking to a girl that I assumed was in her teens as she looked very young. I thought nothing of it, 
A lot of teens had to be picked up from the mall as they worked in the food court and sometimes on weekends got late night shifts. I thought it was her dad picking her up. I honestly did. But as I got closer, I could see she was upset, but I just thought they had a fight. The guy gave me an angry stare as I sat down. I heard him saying to the girl, Hey honey, you should have come with me now. Mom is worried. She backed up slowly, and that's when I looked up, and she was looking at me with a terrified face. This man was clearly drinking as he smelt of liquor, but not stumbling around. My stomach sank. The bus wasn't going to be there for another half an hour, and I was a small five-foot woman myself. I started to get the feeling that this guy wasn't her father. He said, Come on, honey. Get in the truck now. It's late. I didn't know whether this man was her father or not, but I decided I needed to do something. I said, Hey, wow. I haven't seen you in a long time. To the girl. I started chatting with her, and she sat down ignoring him. He was visibly angry and went to the truck. I thought to leave. The girl sat next to me and explained that the man wasn't her father. She didn't know who he was, but he was trying to get her to go with him. I said okay, just act natural and keep refusing. The guy came back to us with his phone up to his ear and a pipe from what I could tell was from his trunk. Okay, bitch, get in the trunk. Your mom's pissed. And lady, you need to mind your business with a parent and a child. I told him he clearly wasn't her father. And he should just leave before security cameras captured him doing something illegal. He looked like he just realized that the cameras existed. But decided he went too far, I guess. He walked towards us. He grabbed the girl by her arm and dragged her as she struggled. I tried to push him off, but he told me to not get in between a father and a daughter. I saw a security guard in the window, and he mouthed, Are you okay? I mouthed back, I was not, and shook my head. He immediately started to unlock the door and grab his phone, I assumed to call the police. The father saw this guy coming and decided finally to leave, swearing and speeding off. The girl was visibly shaken and crying. Her real parents came not too long after, and I left with a few words to the police about my side and gave them my number. I'm glad I was there, because I have not seen the guy since, and I don't know what might have happened to that young girl. I learned she was only 15 years old. At one point, he even tried to convince me I was also his daughter. So, guy trying to abduct girls in public, let's not meet again. So I've been dating my girlfriend for almost a year, and last month, we moved in together. 
Maybe that's kind of fast. I don't know. My parents sure thought it was. But honestly, everything was great in the beginning. We get along really well. And we've never had more than a brief argument. But then she started whistling. It's so dumb, I know. But she's always whistling this weird song. And it really gets on my nerves. My mom kept telling me that once you move in with someone, you discover all the quirks they've been hiding from you. And it's not like I didn't expect that to be true. But for some reason, this is just an ongoing issue with us and I don't know what to do. At first I would just hear her whistling it when she was in the shower. It was kind of cute, like her own little bathroom theme song. I didn't recognize the melody but it was just very distinct. I could mimic it from memory if I wanted to. In fact, sometimes it gets stuck in my head and it drives me a little crazy. You know the type. After a week or so, I asked her what the song was and she just laughed. I'm wondering if maybe she came up with it on her own. Something that she's done absently, especially once she started doing it more. Like I'd be reading a book and she'd be on the computer and she'd just start whistling and I'd try to ignore it. I seriously feel like a dick for being so grumpy about it and I know she wasn't doing it to annoy me. But she'd just go on and on and it would pull my attention away from whatever I was doing. So, finally I said something about it a few nights ago. I was going over some legal documents for work and she just starts whistling like crazy, on and on, and I'm just trying to block it out. But it's seriously excessive. Like, I know you guys are probably thinking that I was overreacting, but it felt like she was whistling right into my ear, and it just frayed my last bit of patience. As calmly and nicely as I could, I called out to her and asked her to quiet down. She didn't reply. I asked her again, and she still didn't answer. So I left the bedroom and found her in the living room, watching a movie. She wasn't whistling anymore, and for some reason, that really irked me. It felt like she was messing with me, and she was just looking over at me like she didn't know what my deal was. I asked her if she could stop whistling so much, and she told me she wasn't whistling. Now, I get that maybe she doesn't realize she's doing it, but no one whistles that much and doesn't notice. It's not really like her to mess with me like that, and I don't know what she's trying to get out of this. I thought maybe she was teasing or playing a joke, but she had to see how annoyed I was. I asked her again to just not whistle so loudly, and she didn't answer. There was tension in the room, and it felt like our first fight since moving in together. Even though she didn't whistle for the rest of the night, I couldn't focus on my work anyway because I was upset about the confrontation. Then, of course, the next night she was whistling again. I hear her when she comes home from work, and she keeps going for at least an hour. 
I didn't want to have another fight, so I just hung out in the bedroom and listened to her move around for a while. I felt like I was blowing things out of proportion, but honestly, how hard is it to just not whistle all the time? It was no big deal when it was now and then, but I feel like she whistles more than she even talks to me now. So I'm sitting up in the room, thinking about that, and that's probably why I was worked up when I finally came down. She was cooking dinner, which is sweet, but she was still whistling. So I said softly, Hey honey, maybe we should put on some music instead so you don't have to fill the silence with whistling. (laughs) I tried to play it off like a joke, but I knew she'd probably see through it and get annoyed again. She didn't even turn to face me, just huffed and kept cooking. After a minute, I told her I was sorry about the other night, but the whistling just sort of strikes my ear wrong, and if she could try not to whistle so much and so loudly, it would make my life a lot easier. I feel like I was being fair. I know it seems controlling and nitpicky, but it was bothering me a lot. We all have our things, you know? I try not to chew loudly at the table because it bothers her. So why can't she just stop whistling sometimes for me? But she totally freaked out. She turned around and told me she wasn't whistling and she didn't know what my problem was. At this point, I don't get why she was doing this. It wasn't funny for either of us and she seemed genuinely upset. So I don't know why she kept provoking me. I asked her what her deal was why she was being so defensive about the stupid whistling, and she told me to shut up. She told me she was sick of talking about it, like I was the one being unreasonable. I never get mad at her, but I just snapped. I told her to stop whistling before I lost my mind. She called me crazy, just because I was getting a little upset, and somehow, that was all I could take. I grabbed one of the cast iron pants from the stove and swung it at her head as hard as I could. She fell over and smashed her head on the counter, but I swung the pan again before she could hit the ground. I think I hit her maybe three or four times. I don't remember, but I feel horrible. There was blood everywhere and her jaw might be broken. No, no, I I think it is for sure. I couldn't believe I lost my temper like that. I have no idea how we can move past this. I feel so ashamed for letting things get physical, regardless of how much she might have been provoking me. But here's the kicker. She's still fucking whistling. And I asked her nicely to please stop. But now she won't even pause. For two days, she's been just lying on the kitchen floor with her eyes rolled back and her mouth hanging open, just marinating in blood, and she's still fucking whistling. I don't know what to do. I don't want to break up, but this is just too much. I just need her to shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. Just shut up. Just shut up.